0: back to the whatnots review show number 178 my name is kyle springer and i am joined by melissa wilkinson hello melissa how are you
1: i'm doing okay kyle it's true both of we're both both of us and both of us are here
0: we sure are uh (laughs) so we are we've kind of thrown ourselves off a little bit i I know i've not done the the intro yet but uh i uh set my alarm last night and apparently set it for p.m so (laughs) i didn't wake up in time for our like normal show recording so here we are sunday afternoon uh Uh recording this so Good times, indeed. That's how my weekend has been so far. But uh, <laughs> that's it. I'm happy to be here, indeed. Uh, if you guys did not know, each week here on the Whatnots Review Show, we have a different story and we talk about it. Could be a comic book, a movie, a TV show, uh, all all kinds of things. And this month, since it's October, it's all horror. Everything. Uh, we started this tradition a couple years ago, uh, and we've been doing it ever since. Uh, so here we are in week two of Spooky Month. Spooky mm-hmm. Month, Spooky Month. Uh, l- last week, we did Lake Mungo, which is an Australian film um, about yeah. a young girl who da 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 dies and all of the supernatural stuff that happens to her family after she passes and it's filmed in, like in a documentary, documentary format.
1: Yeah. 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 Like you can't just say that. Like if you just say what it's strictly about, that's not exciting. Oh, boy. And a dead girl who might be a ghost. <laughs> it's the yeah. documentary format that intrigued me about that movie. Uh, and I was Absolutely. glad that we had to watch it and talk about it last week.
0: Yep. So go check that one out. But this week we are talking about Netflix's brand new cherry flavor. Uh if I'm not mistaken I believe this is based off of a book by the same name. Yeah. Um see, yeah, based off a novel uh, of the same name by Todd Grimson. Um yeah, and I I I saw this on Netflix a couple months ago. I think it came out in hmm. August ish. Well, I guess yeah. it's not all that long ago. <laughs> but I I felt like it came out too early to really hit that halloween spooky vibe like when you expect all that stuff to come out and so i feel like it kind of like came out got good reviews and then like just everyone immediately moved on uh and stuff like that so i feel like it kind of got left behind and so that's why i was just like or th- that's one of the re- re- reasons why i was like we should maybe check that out a little bit more uh, and see what it's all about. But m- Melissa, brand new cherry flavor. H- had, had you heard of this before I m- mentioned I it? I had. Okay. Also through uh,
1: Netflix ads. Uh, and friend of the show, Jack, watched the first episode or two and told me about it and said it would be a good contender for the show sometime. Yeah. yeah, I had read through the episode descriptions. <laughs> like, I watched the part <laughs> of the trailer and I read the episode descriptions on Netflix. And it had led me to believe that this was going to be more of a dark comedy than it is. Interesting.
2: Like, you okay. me a couple
1: different TV shows last week, and I picked this one because it seemed like it would be the most fun as opposed to uh, Midnight Mass and uh, Korean historical drama about zombies. Yep. <laughs> and it's. It has some comedic moments in it, but it was was not exactly the dark comedy I I was expecting. I think it's a lot more like just a weird drama.
0: Yeah, it's I I wouldn't describe this as a comedy, um, but it is a big mishmash of all sorts of stuff uh especially within the horror genre um it's kind of all over the place in in that that way but i still think of the three that i pitched yeah this w- still was the most yeah. fun that uh, we could have <laughs> had with, with with those ones so good stuff with that um yeah i, I so as you guys know i'm not a huge horror fan i i genuinely get scared at a bunch of this stuff and so the horror genre is always a tense one for me i'm just like i don't i don't see why this is fun for people i don't enjoy this um i have to say i really enjoyed this this is like i like of the horror genre, there is certain things I can do, and this is exactly it. And I, I think because it goes to so many different places, it never really dwelled on a single thing enough to like, yeah, to like truly scare me if that makes sense. But it was more of a spectacle to watch like, oh, they have this, oh they have that. Oh
2: this right?
0: uh, So it, it was fun to watch and i I enjoyed this a lot
1: i enjoyed this a lot i I wound up liking it i think it starts um like the tone is a lot more harsh when it starts uh some very Mm -hmm. dark things happen to our main character but as uh she she digs herself deeper and deeper into this hole like the stakes get higher but also the stakes get more absurd And and I think it's actually in like the last handful of episodes that I did I did find some laughs actually.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a really interesting show. I feel like it's hard hard to explain exactly what it is. Um. I I I found myself describing this show to my girlfriend as this show. Like when I'm watching this show, it feels like I'm rewriting a ransom note, like one that's like <laughs> cut out of yeah. like magazines, yes. and just this big like punk rock coke, c- 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 coke. It's just this big like punk rock collage of just stuff. Um, because yeah, the like the main character feels vi- vi- very like Pacific Northwest grunge it's set in the early 90s so it has that like mm. grunge feeling but it's also set in hollywood and there's these yeah. like neon lights that I, I i know are in hollywood but that usually feels more of like a sci-fi kind of thing <laughs> or just more atmosphere i don't know but just like it's just this weird mix mash of stuff where there there was p- 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 parts that i was like oh this feels very stephen king and then uh-huh. uh, the, the next the next one i'd be like oh this just f- feels like a b movie slasher and uh just it has the like ridiculous gore uh and then there's this character i'm not even sure if you can say character exactly uh, of a character without a face i will say that
2: <laughs> and it yeah. very much
0: reminded me of like junji ito the manga oh, okay. ar- artist <sighs> Okay. And, oh, all
1: right. So there's a character who literally doesn't have a face, and then there is another character who has a face, but her face is covered in bandages. And I didn't know who you were talking about.
0: Yeah, the the, the one that's good. just like a void, like a black right. Void the one who's a void. A face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just like really reminded me of like that that manga and 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 stuff like that, and so it, it just felt like it was this big collage of everything. And I was like, mm. I'm, I'm watching a ransom note. <laughs> yeah
1: it moves around a lot it's it's working with a lot of different vibes in this show yeah
0: yeah i think that absolutely. was one
1: of the things that did end up pulling me into it is that i wasn't exactly sure where where anything was going next i'm like it, i thought i knew the wind condition that it seemed like the wind condition was changing the, yeah. the the circumstances the resources that our main character was going to try and use to get the wind condition everything was evolving yeah
0: Absolutely, which I think is one of the show's strengths, but also maybe it's downfall at the end. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that those are kind of my general thoughts. I thought I was a Salazar in this who is the main character. I thought she was phenomenal. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen her in a number of things now, and I really like her. I, I like her a lot. she 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 picks some good pro- projects.
1: Um, this I think this is the first thing I've seen her in, although I did flip through her IMDb like she's been in movies I've heard of, but I don't think I've seen. But she she was apparently in one episode of the Comedy Bang Bang TV show as Camper. Okay. And I can't recall whether I've seen that episode with that one sketch in it. So <laughs> maybe I've seen her. and Maybe I
0: haven't. Yeah, she she played Alita in Battle Angel Alita. If oh! I'm not mistaken. Oh, OK. Um, and she was in an Amazon Prime original show called Un- did- did- done, which I watched like- I've seen
1: ads for that, yeah. Two
0: months ago. That was fantastic. That was awesome. It's rotoscoped, so it was all like they filmed it live action, but then drew on top of it to make it look like it was animated, uh, and that was- thumbs up from me go go check that one out. okay but, um yeah that she she's in a lot of really cool stuff so i i had a blast with this i thought this show was a lot of fun brand new cherry flavor good stuff good stuff um plot synopsis Let's do let's do a basic plot synopsis to uh, bring a few more people on board and then we can do our yeah. houseke- <laughs> housekeeping and you uh, can get into spoilers and stuff after, after yeah.
1: that. Lisa uh, d- Nova d- d- is a yeah. I, I can try it out. Lisa Nova is a young filmmaker who's made a short movie called Lucy's Eye uh, that's been sent out to like film festivals and she goes to L.A to try and get a deal to, like, get this made into an entire feature film. But she wants to direct. This is, like, her passion project. She's very personally attached to this. And she starts working with this one producer who ends up, like, signing the movie, but, like, has a tricky contract that boxes her out of being the director. He hires someone else. He's, (laughs) you know, he's he's, he's sexually harassing her. He's not a good dude. And she... Yeah, yeah, and she uh, encounters a witch and she goes to the witch and she's like I want to ruin that man's life how do I do that? So it's her she, magically trying uh, like, to like, uh, gotcha Right, and I so she has this. to like change her body, like the magic like comes through her body uh, like she has to like drink potions and then she starts like kittens come out of her mouth like she births kittens out of her mouth and then the witch takes yeah. these kittens and is like, "Thank you. I'll make magic out of this and this will screw over this movie producer."
0: Magic kittens that you vomit up. That's wild. Uh th- that was something I was not expecting. It was completely disgusting <laughs> when we watched yeah. it. <laughs> but it happens it it happens so often in the show. It's kind of one of those things you get used to. They they Mm. change it up at one point and it's still just like, oh, that's even worse. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of this. Revenge tale, kind of. Yeah, uh, like revenge gone wrong of just just like revenge that spirals in on itself. Um, And yeah, I, I think I think kind of by the end of the show for me. I was kind of losing the plot of just being like okay I don't yeah. what's what's happening here I don't understand exactly but okay sure it's still fun to watch
2: <laughs> mm. um,
0: but but yeah it's it's uh wants to screw over this movie producer for uh using her and screwing her so she she mm. she's just like magic let's magic him to ruin his life <laughs>
1: Yeah, but the magic becomes, like, so harmful to her own life that, it, like, her own life becomes worse as she's trying to screw him over.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well, yeah, that's brand new cherry flavor. Uh, I think you guys should check it out on Netflix. It's it's a good like fun romp. I I feel like this is absolutely one that you you can and should put on like at a Halloween party and stuff like that. Just because of all the places it goes to, like you can like be not paying attention, look over and see like, and see slasher stuff and then like look away mm. and then look again again. It's like, oh, now they've moved on to body wh- horror and something yeah. like that. And it's just it's this yeah. like put it on, on select parties of, Yeah.
1: <laughs> I w- this is one of those shows that needs like an an ambience track. Like somebody yeah. on YouTube just needs to make brand new cherry flavor ambiance. And you're just like in Boro's greenhouse or you're in like Lisa's pink apartment covered in vines. Like, there's beautiful sets in this show that I really like.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, With that, let us get into our housekeeping. And then we will be uh, back after that with some spoilers and all that good stuff. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in the Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at the Whatnots, patreon.com slash is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots and we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. Big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier and above. So thank you to Sam Uh, For helping us out and supporting us for so long. We appreciate you. We love you a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Cool things that we have been doing here at the Whatnots. Uh, I was not on crossplay yesterday. Uh And neither was Ignacio. Uh, So it was only Gino and Alan. Which I think is the first Mm -hmm. time it's only been a show with those two. Oh. on the, the the show so that'll be interesting they both had their one year anniversary uh here at oh. the whatnots like two weeks ago uh so that's kind of exciting for them that they got to be on a podcast just by themselves uh so go 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 check out crossplay our video game podcast uh but let's see what else have we done uh right after we get done recording this um uh, melissa and i are going to be doing a spoiler cast for the brand new james bond film that's out no time to die uh we're both super excited about that yeah uh, so be on the lookout for that this week that will be on the reactor core if you guys are looking for that as a podcast cast and as usual uh all of that stuff will be up on our YouTube. Go, go, go check it out. Go check it out. But there you go. Uh, that's all the housekeeping for right now. So let's get into spoilers. Bam, there we go. Uh, Yeah, those those, those vomiting kittens. That, that, the, 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 er, the kittens weren't vomiting. The main character mm. was vomiting up these live baby kids. she was yeah. giving birth to them. I, it's Yeah,
1: it seems like that's what it is. It was gross. Yeah, like I think It was think, gross. Like that's what the episode <laughs> descriptions call it. They're like uh, startled by an unusual birth. Lisa something <laughs> contends with feelings, Lisa does stuff. The episode descriptions make this show seem wackier than it is.
0: But like, that's the thing. The show is wacky, but in its own way, like in a horror yeah, it's, way. I, yeah, it's very I harsh. Like I,
1: I, I like where the show ended up. But like in the first couple episodes, I think like she gets to town. This guy takes advantage of her. It's really unpleasant to watch. And like the show is weird, but it doesn't have any whimsy to it. Like there's not really a sure, lot yeah. of sense of humor or like i didn't find it fun until like the second
0: half it's 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 the second half that kind of lost me because okay. of how weird it got like there was almost too much happening at once and i, I still liked it it was fun t- 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 to watch but yeah it was just like i like the more subtle weird things i mean not that this show was (laughs) ever subtle but like in in comparison like i liked the more toned down like okay we we have like one or two things that is going on that's really strange instead of like five or six things that's all happening at once Uh, but that was just, just just me but yeah like this really drew me in with this like slow introduction like i was almost done with that first one still just being like i don't really know what this is about like what's gonna be happening here um and then yeah it came together in those last like 10 minutes ish i think of the the pilot there um and yeah i was just like okay this was disgusting i'm hooked like let's go (laughs) (laughs) How is, yeah, she, like, I how is she do, g- 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 gonna burn this this g- 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 guy's life d- 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 down that's what i we to going know and then yeah you mentioned yeah. there's this like connection between them that even though she's burning this guy's life down it's also making her yeah life worse
1: yeah and i i do kind of like the turn that happens where I think that something that really brought the show together for me is J- zombie Jonathan. Once Jonathan is a zombie, I've, that really added something to me. That actor does a great job of looking like a zombie. <laughs> like, this is yeah, a show with some absolutely. of the best physical performances I've ever seen. Just what everybody is doing with their faces and their body language is great. <laughs> and it added a, like a sympathetic edge to um, Lou. To, that I think the show needed just to make sure that like, there was something you were interested in seeing when that guy was on screen. It wasn't just like a, boo! Boo! Yeah. Like, he's not <laughs> a good Go guy. You, Lou. <laughs> but, the fa- but you do respect the fact that, okay, maybe he's a terror, you know, he's, he's bad to Lisa, he's probably bad to other women, he's like a, a, a toxic presence in the industry, and his son doesn't like him, but he he does love his son in his way and when something bad happens to him he takes it very seriously he's very hurt he really just wants his son back and safe and like that's something you can latch on to like i'm not rooting for this man overall but i hope like this on this one point singularly outside the context of the rest of his life i hope he does get his son back like that was a journey i was interested in and it made like Oh, like I I felt for it, but I was glad that I felt like some sort of sympathy and concern as opposed to just flat out 100% disliking the guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because he I mean, not that I want to justify what he 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 did, but he's he's also not wrong in the sense that that is the business that showbiz, babe. Right. Like like that, that. That's just that that that's just unfortunately how that business goes and so he took advantage of her kind of inexperience on the on this stuff though she like it's it's also a a trope that everyone knows that that's the business and so she's like trying to be like hey does this contract sound like i'm not gonna get screwed over and she's having more people look at this and they think it seems fine but she also doesn't go to a lawyer she just goes to like hey you're a director that i know like does this seem right um uh, yeah and so- like
1: then it turned out that was the guy who did end up getting her movie which wasn't clear to me for a while because like right her yeah. friend code just comes in and says like jules Brandenburg has your movie now and i'm like who is who that because does- we've seen that yeah. character before but i don't think they named him or if they did, I, like, completely missed it. And, yeah, he seems like when he's first introduced, he's just like, this is a friend of a friend who I needed to call on because he, like, has a little bit more film industry and experience. Like, I can't hire a yeah. lawyer, but Code's friend will come over and look this over for me.
0: But apparently yeah, he's, I- like, the, the, the hot new director that, on, because he's done some music videos. I don't know. It just yeah, it it, it was a weird intro, da, 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 introduction yeah. to that character, but he's also not much of a character. No. Um, I
1: kind of like how quickly he's taken off the board. I love that Lisa just pyrokinetically lights him on fire and then he falls into a pool at a big dinner party. That's great. Right? <laughs>
0: yeah. I yeah, it's like there's so many weird things happening because that is the one and only time where it seems like Lisa, like, has some semblance of control, of magic, of, of her, yeah. quote, quote, powers. Uh, not that she has powers, but, like, it just, like, huh, wait a minute. You, like, basically just concentrated very hard on this one dude and focused your anger, like, at him, and he spontaneously combusted. Does that mean you did this? Did you make this happen? I don't know. The the, the show just moves on. Right. <laughs> I wanted more of that
1: because the there are a lot of allusions early on to this. Um, she made that short film and it said that like it, she made it out in the woods with just her and this actress who she was dating. And then like she comes out with a short film and they're, everybody's like, where's, your, where's that actress? And she's like, oh, she's. Uh, she didn't come with me out West. you know like there's something that went on back there, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was going to be something about like her powers. Like she had some sort of power that activated. Like she made Mary pull her own eye out, and then it turns out, no, she just gave Mary peyote and and yeah. Mary, Mary took it badly, and that's why she pulled her own eye out. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's kind of disappointing. Just a bad trip. <laughs> I thought this was magic.
0: Yeah, like I that is kind of one of the central mysteries of this whole show is that, yeah, Lisa Nova made this short film that has caught the attention of mm. some Hollywood directors. Um And this guy, Lou, is the one that, like, sees it and is like, hey, I haven't really had a hit in a while. I know that this one is going to be a hit if we can you know, make this into a bigger film that more people see. Uh, And that's how he starts to take advantage of her. Uh, But there, there is this mystery that is set up around her film of there's this one scene and Holy shit. If you see this one scene, like how did she do this? It looks so real. Like what happened? Yeah. And then there's a scene where they're, they're showing the movie, uh to this actor uh who mm-hmm. who once he sees it wants to be in the film i f- i forget his name the like so it's the roy. boyfriend dude roy um roy <laughs> you played know, the by young Jeff young man named roy yeah we're R- good old roy roy hardaway played by jeff Wh- 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 Ward uh, who I know from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Marvel's Agents oh! of Shield he's in that show. Um okay. Yeah. And um he he sees this seat like you're 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 watching him watch the film and when he gets to that one scene there's this bright flash of light on screen and so you think it's mm-hmm. going to be like a Gunshot, or some like, like big like hack moment where they chop off someone's limb or something because there's this big flash, and he jumps. He's he like Mm -hmm. all at the same time. So you think it's just going to be this one sharp moment, and it is this mystery in the film of like, what was that moment? What happened on set? Where is this girl? Like, what's going on here? And so yeah, the whole time you're thinking did she murder someone on film and this is just like a snuff film or is it like did did something else like did someone somehow intrude on the set and she caught Mm. that murder on film or, or something. I don't know. And then, yeah, you find out that they were tripping balls on peyote while they were making this and, uh, one of the things that happens is the actress gouges out her own eye and then eats it. And that's what she caught on film. It's not like this big, like gunshot or, and and so I, I I can see how they're like, how it looks so real. How did they do that? You know, know, all of, all of that stuff. But I was like, that's not what I was expecting at all. Uh,
1: I loved it though. I love same. I love, I love this alternate angle that we don't explore very much that just this movie's been sort of passed around town. People have seen it and people are like, how is that possible? How did she do this? Like, there's an yeah. element of mystery uh, to us in the audience, but also like we're but us in the audience know like magic stuff is happening. Like the average Hollywood person who's seen that movie doesn't know magic is happening. So they're like, what is that practical effect? And it's like, yeah, it's like 1990. You couldn't have made computers. I like thinking about how much people in the town would have been thinking about that. And I like that um, when we meet this actress, Mary, she never saw the finished film. Like Lisa finished filming everything and then like took off. It's like Mary never saw what came of it. And she's like, all I know is that I woke up. I didn't have any memories, you know, of like the night before. And I didn't have an eye. And she's like, I have no idea where my eye went. And then when she finally sees the movie, she's like, I ate it. That's where it went.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, Which, funny enough, I was listening to a podcast right before we got um, on to record this show. And they were talking about some Stephen King stuff. And. Uh, I don't remember the name off the top of my head because, again, I'm not a huge horror fan, so I don't really keep up with like Stephen King and all of that stuff. There's a movie that he directed that there is Oh, a maximum
1: shot. overdrive.
0: Yes. Apparently, the <laughs> the uh, like cinematographer on that movie, I think, lost an eye on set. I um, I think and, so.
1: That sounds like that yeah, movie.
0: And, and so it, it 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 it's just this like weird coincidence that that's what we watched in the show and then i hear this podcast about a guy guy, guy like yeah somehow on set he just he just lost an eye like that's it like he, he's, he's done <laughs> yeah <laughs> so wild stuff though but yeah i i loved i loved that film um because it, it seems like a like a zombie movie, like Day of the Dead kind of, like Night of the Living Dead style zombie film, no. but we're not exactly sure. Um,
1: I don't think that's what it is. I think it's about, I like, Lucy, the character in the movie, like, awakens to some sort of strange power, like she has a power and people are trying to take the power away from her, which is like... Why Lisa's so passionate about the yeah. story, and why she's like so torn apart when it gets taken away from her? Yeah, it seems very sort of dream-like. Like it's all in black and white, and it's a lot of Lucy just like running through her house screaming. I think there is somebody coming to attack her. We don't know exactly who it is. There's yeah, there, we, there like shots of like them filming, and she grabs a knife. And
0: yeah, we like you're, you're 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 right. It is about this character's power and people trying to take it away from her, which is a good metaphor then for what's happening Mm. to lisa in hollywood but yeah there were there was like at 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 least one person there i I, it seemed to me like there was two or three or something and like more people like closing in on her from yeah multiple angles somehow so i i read that as like oh it's (laughs) zombies that's what it is she made a zombie film
1: yeah the plot of lucy's eye is never exactly clear but i think that's on purpose
0: Mm -hmm. um yeah because she has this like this power and this passion of her imagination and the the arts and this story that she wants to tell which we learn kind of has to do with her mom that she her mom basically abandoned her and she never met her uh doesn't know what her mom looks like all of that stuff and she's had these nightmares and she was a young kid of this like faceless woman uh that i was like oh that's that's her mom that's supposed to be her her mom there uh but she just doesn't recognize the face and so that's why there's this like empty void where the face yeah. should be uh and it's terrifying but um yeah he or she 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 has this like willpower to like i need to make this movie i need to make my movies and no one can take that around me yeah of course we see all you know all these actors and directors trying to get a piece of it be like hey i i -hmm. want to be the one to produce it or like hey i don't know how i can be involved but i want to be involved in this and that and that's I guess not necessarily taking things away from her, but je- like, yeah,
1: Roy's more people helpful. are wanting
0: to get involved, and like, they yeah. all want a piece of it somehow, some way. Uh, so yeah, good mm-hmm. m- metaphor for what's happening to her there, stuff like
1: that. Yeah, and it's just an interesting narrative conflict that uh, for people to want to take it, they must see a, a form of value in it. Even If not in Lisa, then in this thing that Lisa has made it individually. Like, there was another aspect of Lou's character I thought was interesting and in that he has bad judgment. He makes a lot of bad choices. But he seems like he has good taste. Like, when he says, like, I like this movie. I like what you did. I like that performance. Like, it's all things that me and the audience are like, yeah, I agree. That was good. <laughs> like, he does seem to be somebody who genuinely loves movies. Uh, like respects the craft of it, like recognizes the craft of it and the skill and the talent when he sees it. Same thing with uh, Alvin Sender, who's in like the last two episodes. Like people yeah. recognize that Lisa has made something great. This isn't a story for going to town and like nobody wants it. Problem is that too many people want it and they want it uh, absent of her, that nobody wants her. They only want to like take this creation away from her.
0: Yeah. Indeed. I want to switch gears a bit here and talk about Boro. This is the yeah. witch uh that that Lisa goes to. Boro is played by Katherine Keeter, uh, and she's also a fascinating character. She's yeah. weird and off-putting and still a like a, a complete enigma i feel like by the end of the show even though you do get more of an explanation of like where she came from Mm. and and stuff like that she's she's she she still just seems like a complete mystery to me uh by the end end of that show but yeah we we see her at this part when we first meet her um and she kind of abruptly comes up to Lisa and just out of the blue is like hey I can hurt someone for you and she's just like excuse you like who are you Um, Uh and like writes down the address on her arm of like hey this is where you can find me if you need me. And yeah, it's like later that night is when Lisa starts to be harassed by Lou and mm. stuff like that. And so then she finally considers uh, after finding out that the movie got taken away from her um, to be like, all right, let me go che- check out this witch. And she gets to her place and it's inside this building. But on the inside, it's basically a jungle
2: yeah just just
0: just like it's so overgrown with with plant life that it like you walk in and it is just you've been transported into a completely different location um Mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's it's creepy in its own way but this is like another example of like here's this other thing that just makes the ransom note like even more interesting right they like went over here and was like what if we just have a jungle in the show yes and they're just like well how do we do that what if the inside of this building is just a jungle they're like brilliant let's do it
1: it's not even it's not even like a green like this is not like any like greenhouse or conservatory that any person would have this is like i went to the botanical gardens and inside the like climate-controlled geodesic dome. They're like, yeah, this is our jungle area where we show you jungle plants that we've transplanted here to Missouri. (laughs) But it's like, but if it was that, but it with no concern for, like, here's all the, here's, it's organized, here's the signs that tell you what the plants are, here's the walking path. Right. It, yeah, it is just, like, full jungle, just, like, inside of a normal building in Los Angeles. and <laughs> With and no thing. semblance like, of, like, living spaces either. Like, I think we briefly right. see a kitchen, but we never see, like, where's the bathroom? Where do you sleep? Do you have a garage?
0: Right, yeah. And there's no, there's, like, there's no walls like inside. It's just this big it's it seems to be like this big open space and the mm. canopy is so thick amongst all of these trees that you can't even see the roof or if there is one. Yeah. Like you just don't know. It's just it it's so mysterious. Um but yeah, that that's that's where she finds Boro who uh for me had the funniest line in the whole show uh which is when i think when lou comes to her for the first time and is asking her like uh, about the jungle and he's looking for 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 dirt on on lisa and she's sitting there like well the jungle is full of dirt you dig (laughs) and it's just like okay
1: (laughs) i think (laughs) dumb joke here but The funniest line in the show is shrimp. (laughs) This is there's a scene in the second to last episode that is like worth the price of admission for me. I'm like, yes, this is why I've watched this for like six hours so far. (laughs) We're like Lou finally has gotten like his he's got this like college age son, Jonathan, who Lisa sees when she like goes over to his house to yell at him about taking her movie away. And Jonathan's like like he knows what his dad gets up to, but like what can he do about it? He's like, I hate my dad. I wish you wouldn't do that. But like, he's a bystander and everything. He's mm-hmm. largely innocent. <laughs> innocent of like any larger plot going on. And he, he like he, he, gets like killed and he's like a zombie sort of like, he's just shuffling around like slack jawed, dead eyed. And like, Boro sort of takes him under her spell, makes him part of this like group of other sort of living zombies that she has yeah. that surround her who like help her out with things and she makes him oh he was bit but, like a poisonous spider like a yeah, uh, part of they, ruining
0: it, immediately when they introduced this sp- sp- spider i was like uh now they're bringing in arachnophobia and then like two seconds after after that that's when Lou screams it's like fucking arachnophobia in here
1: yes <laughs> i was like i got, got it <laughs> You get bit by this poison spider, and that's why he's, like, in this state. And then, like, Boro makes him a leather jacket with this big spider, like, embroidered on the back, which is very Uh cool. And, like, Lou's been trying to get him back, trying to find him. And we see this flashback to, like, just after Jonathan had, like, graduated college with an art degree. And, like, Lou takes him to this nice hotel bar and is trying to, like, enjoy... Like he's legitimately proud of his son, wants to like have this father-son bonding moment with him, but like Jonathan's like not interested. Like he he does not like his dad, but his dad keeps trying. And Lou's like, How about we order some drinks? You know, get some shrimp cocktail. And Jonathan's like, I hate shrimp. Dad, you know I never eat seafood. And like when he, he when Lou gets zombie Jonathan back, he tries to like take him back to that same like hotel bar.
0: Jog it's his this, memory. Like, I
1: know you're in there. Right. That. And he's held. And so it's a zombie boy sitting in this nice hotel bar where his dad shows him family photos, like, that's you, in Jonathan. This, like, punk rock Jonathan. jacket
0: where everyone right? else is in like suits and nice dresses.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's pointing at photos like, this is me, dad. Dad. <laughs> Sing their slack John. This is like the first word you've seen him say in in ages. And he just goes, Shrimp. And his dad's like, What? Shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, Okay. I didn't want it before, but if you want shrimp now, yes, I'll get it. Shrimp for my boy. And he like reaches out to like, you know, take Jonathan's hand and he like pulls off like the entire like back of his hand, just like the flesh is peeling off of him. And then he just, like, tries to awkwardly pat it back on his hand. Like, there you go, Jonathan. Everything's fine. It's like, that was the funniest scene for me. It's like, I like the, the, the goofy gore of, like, zombie skin just falling off and him trying yeah. to put it back together. And, like, it's so tragic, but, like, tragic in such an absurd way that it is fun. Uh, that was the highlight of the series for me. Was that one? It's a, it's with a good the moment.
0: <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um. God. All. Yeah. All of the like magic stuff that's surrounding Boro is just so bizarre and so weird. Like I. I. I like that this show does not explain its magic, and that it is not like one type of magic. Yeah. Right? Like there is this like zombieism i don't know if that how if or how that really relates to like early mm. like voodoo stuff or if that because i think it was actually if I'm not mistaken i think it was actually something other than voodoo that was first more yeah, zombie it's, stuff, um... and then people just kind of attribute it to voodoo but i Sure. yeah like there, there's that stuff then they get into like blood magic and sex magic and this and that there, it's just all over the, the place and it's never yeah. been like here's how magic works or here's how this works just a complete mystery yeah, like
1: there's there's no rules you can predict like only as soon as some as soon as you need the information borrow tells it to you like you can't tell mm-hmm. what's going to happen you don't know what the rules will be it's only that like once Lisa licks the toad and then Boro's like, Well now you'll die in six hours unless we complete the rest of the ritual. Licking the toad's only one part of it, Lisa. Like, like we we couldn't have anticipated that. Yeah, it keeps throwing new things at us.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the the most consistent thing though is these cats. Um, yeah. where she where Boro is asking for payment but never asks for money. And so in, yeah. instead, she's just like, "Hey, I'll take my first payment now." But then, yeah, I I I, I don't remember how she says it. Excuse me, uh, I don't remember how she says it exactly. But is like, yeah, this magic comes from inside you, and so yeah. like, you're you're gonna need to give me that so I can work with that, and that manifests it itself in Lisa Nova. Birthing these kittens through her mouth, yeah, um, yeah, which is completely disgusting. Um, and it's just like it ends up being maybe the most consistent thing throughout the show, yeah, uh, which is an, an odd thing to think about. But then they switch it up. We yeah. have to talk about this seed. This was right. weird. She's Lisa is done she's like fed up with all this magic and things being Mm. ruined and she's just like no more vomiting up kittens and she's just like all right whatever and then she starts to have this like decaying patch of skin like on her side like on her rib there and it eventually opens up to to what can really only be described Ooh. as like some kind of d- vagina or something. Yeah. The next cat <laughs> yes. that she gives up comes out of that hole in her side. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, she's having this reaction. Like she's sick, like she's puking or stuff like that, but it ends up coming out of the side. But she also like it, it goes from being like, from her feeling sick to her being like well wait a minute that actually kind of feels good uh it's right. kind of pl- pleasurable and then "Well, oh, wait nope never mind N-n-n- this sucks like here's 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 the actual right. cat uh and then just the next scene we get is them in this motel having sex after she's uh, she's given birth to this cat and is fingering her in in that hole and then like the whole arm fisting her in it like
1: there's an entire arm an entire man arms worth of room in there that was it was wild i i did appreciate that it was like this (laughs) double-edged sword where yeah this is like another weird orifice that a cat's gonna come out of but it, And also, it does not look like any bodily orifice. It's sort of these right. weird flaps. Yeah. It it acts like a vagina. It does not look like one. Absolutely, it's like it, yeah. It do- right, and it is a pleasure center for her, and Lisa doesn't question this. I guess it feels so good that she's, she's like, like alright, well, dude. we're going to play Let's with go. this. Right, <laughs> and then Roy is also like, okay, I'm game. I'll put my whole arm side to go where? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what kind of organs he's bumping into. And like, yeah he just puts his arm in her side like they have a sex scene where like he never takes his pants off <laughs> <laughs> yeah it
0: it just yeah just that whole scene is just weird and gross and disgusting it was, like it's it's shot b- beautifully it is like the, the, this this whole sh- show looks fantastic uh just with all the like neon lights and the like cool like she has this old like it's it, it's it doesn't look great but it's this old like muscle car uh style yeah. thing it's a little beat up and a little uh too plush on the inside <laughs> um but it, yeah like the the whole show looks great and just to go like to 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 juxtapose this scene where she's basically giving birth to this cat in in yeah, from this hole that is maybe oddly reminiscent of the like Christ-like puncture wound sure, in his side, yeah. which is a weird thing to think about. Uh, to to then like almost smash cut c- c- to a sex scene where he's fisting her in that in that hole. It's just it's it just, was, it's wild. It's this show is bananas,
1: and it doesn't come up again. At the end of the no. show, I don't know if Lisa still has that hole. Is that still there? Did it just go away? Why did one cat need to come out of just a hole in her side when she could just vomit up the other cats? Well, I, cause, don't, cause I don't know.
0: She, she, she said no more vomiting up cats. She uh, was expecting that to, to be like, just hey, like no more cats, period. None. But uh, yeah, Burrow was like, well, I'm still going to need those cats some way. And so she just like I've got, got it. Got I've it. got
1: the solution.
0: <laughs> Vagina number. I'm not two. even gonna yeah. use the va-
1: right. I'm not gonna use the one you already have.
0: I'm gonna make a new one that's just like in your which would page. which would also have been disgusting. Like if 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 she like gave birth to yeah. this cat from her. Just, uh, but yeah, yeah there's so no then, good yeah. option. None. There really isn't. There's none. Um, and then when the like biker zombie dude comes to pick up the cat which roy hasn't seen he's just like who the fuck is this guy like barging in in our hotel room uh and she's just like it's in the bathroom and then when he yeah. leaves she's sitting there like i'll go back to vomiting them thanks <laughs> like
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so but but yeah you're you're right like we don't know if yeah. that ever heals or it goes right. back to being nor- like does she just have this other orifice now? Uh-huh.
1: I don't know. I
0: just just uh, uh, this show body horror galore left and right. I think the other oh, like right. body horror thing that I want to mention is when Roy dies. Uh oh, d- 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 yeah. It looks like you may, may, may Oh, have I had was going to talk in, about in mind.
1: I was going to talk about when she has to pull that tapeworm out of
0: Lou's eye. That too. Yeah. That that's, that's disgusting. I like
1: that scene a lot that she comes to him as this like final confrontation. And he's like, there's something up with my eye. And then he starts screaming. Like there's something in my eye. You have to take it out. And it's this moment where like, they've stopped being enemies. And it's just like, he's a man in pain and she's like the only other pair of hands around. Like he's coming to her for help, yeah. purely because she is his one resource, the one person who can save him, and it's not even like thematically, like my enemy now must save me. It's like, no, she's just there and she helps him because, like, what, what, what else? Is she, she has to be emergency aid. This... <laughs> and she she pulls well, a worm by out of his eyes. like the tra-
0: they they do kind of reconcile, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Maybe not reconcile, but like a agree- they sure. both reach this point where enough
0: there's been enough. so
1: much disaster right there's been so much disaster and like trying to get the upper hand over each other that they're like yeah we give in like we're not <laughs> we-, we cannot afford yeah. to be enemies anymore and like now i think and then like he- she-, she pulls this tapeworm out of his eye because earlier there was a subplot where boros like okay to like that, yeah. do the next magic spell on Lou, you have to get the substance into his body. So she like, and it, it's like the pollen of a flower, and she like scrapes the pollen out, and she like mixes in with some coke to give to him at a party. But there's like a tiny worm from the flower in there that he snorts up, and it's apparently just been in like his facial cavities, and then it turns into this huge tapeworm that like Lisa has to like pull out of his tear ducts or whatever. Yeah, and then after doing that, he's he's blinded. <laughs> That's called caused irreparable damage to his eyes and she goes to visit him in the hotel room and like the tv's on and he's like i hate that the tv's on like i don't want to hear it if i can't see it and she like turns the volume way up and like puts the remote out of his reach and she leaves like they're she may if they ever see each other again they're not going to be pleasant to each other they're going to do little passive aggressive things like that but they're like I can't, it was destroying my life to destroy your life. Like, let's just reach, agree to reach an impasse, which is an ending I I liked. I don't know, just maybe just because it was new. Maybe because it was not what I was expecting. I was expecting this man's life to go down in flames. And him getting the subplot where like, he loses the son he cares very much about. And he's honestly trying to like, do right by his son and get his son back. Uh, and I, I think Lisa sees some of that, maybe. Uh, I I like that it's like, I'm just going to let you live. I think you've learned your lesson after all this. I don't, don't think you're going to hurt anybody yeah. anymore. It's worse now for me to do continue doing bad things to you.
0: Yeah. To to go back to that tape where I'm like, that, that's kind of what the ending reminds me of. Like, they, they just kind of mm. have to get over themselves and... Yeah do something else um yeah where she has to help him pull this tapeworm out of his eye which is unpleasant for her but is also kind of like oh (laughs) this is the one he snorted right um But then he like he's also so distraught and in pain from this this uh this tapeworm that's in his eye but he's also He's kind of brought himself back into the Hollywood eye in a way by by trying to make this movie, but it's hurt him so much. Like it's another like good kind of mirror slash metaphor Mm. for kind of what's going on uh, with with the 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 the, the whole thing there. Um, And then another person loses an eye. So there you go. yeah, it just just like w- weird things happening with that. But I did want to circle back around to Boro because Yeah, yeah. Uh the the this kind of wraps back around to Lisa Nova's mom. That that she mm. had never met her mom, her mom abandoned her, all that stuff. When we do find out more about Boro, we learn that like her Boro and Lisa's mom were kind of involved in a similar feud of just like they they kept fucking with one another, uh, and
1: seemingly and- yes, like either that old um, forget if, what if, if, if jungle animal it was. Maybe it was a jaguar. It was, it was like a um,
0: yeah, like a white jaguar. Or something. Yeah,
1: either. The Jaguar really was Lisa's mom, or at least wants Lisa to think it was her mom. So that Lisa will like be on its side and like to help the Jaguar like defeat Boro.
0: Yeah. Um whatever this like white leopard thing, this like spirit creature that is in there, which is maybe one of the scariest things in the film, yeah. just to see that pop up every now and then oh yeah um,
1: that's a great
0: effect terrifying yeah uh it, it has this effect like it's it's not standing still like if i were to wave my h- h- hand back and forth and it's just like blurry and not standing still that's yeah. w- the the effect that this creature ha- has um but yeah it 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 seems like this jaguar could potentially be a metaphor or uh her mom like this is just how Mm. that entity like chooses to manifest itself or stuff like that because they did seem like the feud between leopard woman thing and Boro has been going on for hundreds of years, years if not thousands um So, yeah, old creatures, old entities. We don't really know what they are that just kind of came into contact with one another and just started a fight. And and, like that was it. And it has been this like like hundreds of years worth of trying to get back at one another. Uh, And that has led into Lisa's Nova or Lisa Nova's life uh in the form of like well she ne- never really got to meet her mom because yeah. Boro locked her up and like sent her to the spirit world mm. or something like that um and yeah that's then started this whole thing of like that's why she wanted to make movies so, so that she could in a sense find her mom yeah um and or just c- c- connect with her in some way there and then that's what led her to boro in this odd way. So yeah, it, it is this like spiraling revenge mm. tale that just spirals in on it, itself. and stuff like that. I, but yeah, I also it's, love it's fascinating.
1: The boro tells the tale of the, uh, this jaguar who had mystical powers uh and then the jaguar gets like captured by conquistadors or something and like gets turned into like you know, skinned and her fur is taken and used to make a couch and when lisa like goes down the trap door into this like spirit world she's talking to a couch there's just a couch <laughs> sitting there lisa goes up to the couch like is it you have you been the one behind me the whole time are you my mom <laughs> i love stuff like that i wish the show had <laughs> sprinkled in a couple more bits of like where the magic is escalated so much that it is kind of silly. Like when she's talking to the couch or like when like Blue's trying to have dinner with like zombie Jonathan or <laughs> this is completely absent of any of the other magic. This is like a normal human subplot. Um, Lisa comes to LA. She stays with her, her old friend Code and Code's girlfriend. And then like they've got two friends who come over. And we mentioned the like guy who ends up being the one hired to make her move. That guy is a girlfriend. Whose face is completely covered in bandages because she's like just had plastic surgery. Like her head, her face, everything. She's just like two eyes and then these two like big pouty like red lipstick, lipstick lips. lips. Yeah. Yeah. And she's yeah. like so upbeat, so sweet. She's like the nicest, happiest person we encounter in the entire series <laughs> with just this like startling bandage head.
0: Yeah, it it's it's wild. It it really like that reminds me more of like Japanese style h- horror mm. or that one tw- Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah, where they have the, the the like faces bandaged the whole time. Uh, and yeah, God, it just like there there's it's like if nothing else, this show is so fun to just. L- like spot the references or spot the the sub genres and stuff like that and just see it come together because i i never at once felt like oh this is just a knockoff of this one show or like oh they're trying to do twin peaks but scary or, or like they're they're trying to do that like it never felt like one thing and i think yeah because of that it it Makes it wholly its own, mm. but then also, like I said, I think by the end of the show, there's just so much going on that it's just like I, I don't even really know what's happening here. This is just fun to yeah, watch.
1: There's a lot, of, a lot of little plot threads, and like you learn more about the mythology, like Pineboro and this Jaguar and everything. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the casual, low-key background mysteries that never got explored. Kind of like the girl whose face is covered in bandages. And like she tells you like, oh, I just got a bunch of plastic surgery. When I get these off, I'm going to look like Daryl Hannah. And then at the end of the show, she does have them off. And Lisa's like, wow, you were right. (laughs) Like, it's not an overt mystery, but it's just sort of something odd there, like on the fringes. And another thing I love is that Code's girlfriend, Christina, who works in real estate, Lisa comes to Mm -hmm. town, crashes on their couch. And then Christina's like, I'm going to get you a place. Like, I want you out of here. Like, she she doesn't really have anything specific against Lisa. She does not like her. But Christina seems like the sort of person who doesn't like many people.
0: The protective new girl. Yeah, yeah. I don't want his ex hanging around him.
1: Mm hmm. But is also like. Also showing off to Lisa, like, look, look what I can do. Look at my career prowess where I can go get you an apartment. Uh, But she gets her this apartment in this like dilapidated building uh, and Lisa moves into this apartment that's like completely pink, like the entire place is, you know, paint and magenta. And then Boro had given her this little plant Lisa put it in the windowsill at night. And when she wakes up in the morning, it's like sprouted all of these vines that are growing up and down. And then Lisa gets like a phone call or a knock at the door or something. And some voice says, hey, I'm your downstairs neighbor is there a plant growing through your floor? And like Lisa goes downstairs and I think just like walks into this empty apartment that I, I think that one's painted like entirely emerald green. Like it's all color blocked and like, yeah, it's covered with vines. And then we learn later, I think Christina mentioned something like, you know, he checked There's the rest no of the one. building out. You're the only person who lives there. Yeah. And we never, like we never awesome. get deeper into that, but I love the, design of that apartment building is beautiful and like like, (laughs) like, it's sort of dilapidated and run
0: Vines start to come in and stuff like that
1: Yeah. yeah like it's not a nice apartment but it's painted like so brightly almost to like distract you from the fact that it's not a nice apartment like we'll paint it all hot magenta and they'll never notice that there's like cracks in the walls and stuff and then yeah you get this vine and but then to learn like who was that voice who called her was it like a ghost voice was, it, was Boro sending that out what was it and like why is there nobody else in this building like is that connected to any of this magic or is it just another yeah. separate weird thing that's happening yeah. i could have and done what, with a what couple was more of those added in the
0: purpose of those yeah lines too like they just like there was well, they no answer the flower. for flower
1: they grow the right. flower with like the pollen that's supposed to get into Lou's body, but yeah, what was that? It was there anything else?
0: Yeah, it it was it just it's just seemed like all of the like much ado about nothing or just this one mm. single flower, right? Um, yeah, like I, I, I both really really like that stuff, but then. I think this show was meant to be just a mini series. Like, I think the eight yeah. that we got is yeah. all that we're going to get, which in my book is kind of disappointing because uh, I, I want more. I think there is so much more to explore in this world. There are so many mysteries still. Um, Just, yeah, because we, we also never like truly met lisa's mom right like not no not really yeah so like there there is still that of like what is this picture that she keeps holding around i'm assuming that is of her mom and then she does this whole drawing on the wall that, oh like, yeah never led to anything she was just spending time drawing on the wall i don't know like there, there's just there's so much stuff in here that is like this is a really interesting scene this is really fascinating Ooh, i like this mystery and it just goes nowhere and so it feels like it set itself up for a sequel or for threads to be picked up later on down the road somehow some way um wow i'm
1: okay with ambiguity I, don't know. I like when a show has like side ambiguous just like fun weirdness like the fact that her building is mysteriously empty with no explanation i love stuff like that i like when that's added in i think about yeah. i think mr robot which we watched last year did a great job of having like odd things like that happening like when they like like mm-hmm. when elliot has like the uh, bank security deposit box from his mom and he's like I don't know what's. I don't know what you possibly could have kept in there. I don't have the key. I don't know how to get into it. And like the narrative of the show just ends before he would have found, before he could have done anything more. So that's just one more thing in the back of your head that maybe means nothing, but it just helps with the window dressing of the whole show. That yeah, there's also this Good odd world thing going on. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Like I, I, I think it could set up stuff for down the road. But yeah, like I, I. I like what we got. I like. I. I. I don't necessarily need it to continue. It just. It. It also just. Like. It feels like. All right. I'm good and I'm satisfied with what I got because I enjoyed it so much. But because I enjoyed it so much, all of this stuff that you left unanswered that I would like normally just be like, ah, this was a a neat thing. I'm just like, wait a minute, art. Are you planning on doing something? What? What's going on over here? What's what's happening? Uh, So good stuff with that. I enjoyed this a lot. Mm. Uh, But yeah, just really fast. I did mention there was the scene where Roy dies and they like completely decapitate him and like pull his head off. And it is just like cheap like b movie go 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 -er, where the the blood is like spraying and splurting out i'm just like oh that's disgusting and it's Mm -hmm. fun and i'm glad like it's it's it has its moments of like b movie horror but they film it in this like really sleek like high production Netflix style, mm. right? That's just like I'm. I'm glad that Netflix got to make this, uh, because yeah. I, 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 I think what they ended up doing with it was really fun. It was really yeah, good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Indeed, uh, did we miss anything that you want to? Oh, Oh, I just wanted to mention that
1: I really I liked Mary's storyline a lot. I think when she was introduced, that was exciting for me. I like that. I, that actress was so striking, and I looked her up on IMDb, and she's only done this and a voice in Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> I didn't recognize her from anything. I guess she looks yeah, like somebody I, I met once. Oh, our old friend Dharma Phil is in the show. Were you excited to see Dharma Phil?
0: Good old Dharma Phil. <laughs> yes i i recognized him immediately uh because he he also has such a striking face and yes per, and personality um I, I don't remember the actor's name off the t- top of my head but it, you know good old dharma phil from lost uh who's uh the the like right hand man to LaFleur. <laughs> yeah saw you're there so yeah um yeah good stuff i this was one that i could have seen i i know we're about to check in on bingo i i Mm, could have seen like in an actor showing up as themselves or something
2: because they
0: were in hollywood but i don't think that really happened Uh, unless that is actual name, whatever he used in that. I don't actually know.
1: (laughs) Alvin Sender. No, I, I wish that the other movies happening in this world felt a little bit more realistic. Like at the beginning, like there's posters for the new Roy Hardaway movie and it's called like Big Heat. It's just a very close zoom in on his face. I don't, I wish Big Heat felt like a more real movie to me. And, like, Lou would throw out these titles of movies he's worked on in the past. Like, I wish this story had, like, I always love it when a story goes to the trouble of world building out other stories that exist within the story. Like, what its characters' favorite fictional movies are. Always, always a plus
0: for me. It kind of comes back to help because there's that one scene where they're looking into Roro's past and learn that oh the name of the body that she's in now her name was yeah. Jennifer Uh, so they're like yeah. looking into who Jennifer is and yeah they go to this one woman's house who seems to have recognized her but it's just weirded out by the fact that she saw Lisa like vomit up this cat that she's oh, they're, like yeah. they're getting nowhere but then she's like wait is that roy hardaway standing in my driveway like oh my god roy hardaway i love him he's so great and then he's just like ma'am like like... we're looking for jennifer and she's just like oh i know (laughs) jennifer and he just (laughs) he just completely solves it because she she likes him so much
1: (laughs) roy wins a golden globe (laughs) and like he's like driving around trunk after the celebration like sticking his head out of a limo or whatever and the, like that's when he encounters lisa again and like he leaves his golden globe behind his skull
0: and, and then another mystery that we don't get uh who who are these two criminals that code knows just, I just th- not, oh! not in him oh right Right, that's why right, because Co- she goes there to meet yeah. them, and then she meets the wrong people, and yeah, and stuff like that. And we just who are they, those guys?
2: They don't come back. Yeah,
0: pick up with that. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. This show was a wild ride. Mm-hmm. this show was absolutely bonkers. Uh, but that is brand new cherry flavor. Did did we ever figure out why it's called brand new cherry flavor? I guess I don't know, just to speak to like th- the, the
1: commercialism thing. that yeah the commercialism that Lisa kind of indirectly has to contend That's... with where her movie getting like chopped around and like picked to pieces and being made into this like entire product instead kind of figured, being made yeah. into her like personal project and then Sherry speaks to like bright red something passionate something
0: Sexualized sexual sexual yeah. yeah. I gotcha. It's I a gotcha. it's a title you remember, absolutely. Uh, and I like that all of the like opening credits of each a- a- yes. episode were in these like bright colors. Like it wasn't just like white text on the screen, but it was like red or yellow or purple or stuff like that. It, it, it looked it looked good. Looked good. I like Very that a stylized. lot. I also
1: like that it's always it's always the same typeface. And like the same size, but it'll change colors and change layout. Sometimes it's like four words, you know, one word on each line or all on one line or two and two. Like they rearrange the title every episode, which was uh, yeah. a, a nice little add on.
0: did like that. Absolutely. Uh, so I pulled up my bingo sheet because I think it is about time we check in on bingo. I think I only have one that I can do. Mm-hmm. I would say, well, it's debatable. How do you feel about ancient yeah. evil?
1: I was also thinking of ancient evil. I, I think I, even I if agree. The, the Boros, Boro and the Jaguar, even if they're not overtly evil, like they're both so self-interested inter- yes, that they exactly. are uh malevolent interpersonal entities at least
0: yeah i agree that's that's the only one okay. that i i have well,
1: available. that gives me another bingo,
0: God damn it
1: see <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you have like one
0: f- four of them five hold on,
1: one, two, three, four five i do have uh five bingos damn it i still only have one
0: <laughs> like i'm so close to like so many others but it's just worked out in a, in a way that i still only have one
1: we'll God get there and like i have an advantage on you because i did three episodes while you were on vacation and maniac got me a lot of them maniac is uh, yeah, very you're helpful. right
0: you're right, I'm a little bit behind, so hopefully in the next couple weeks here, I'll be catching up. But you must also not have very many squares left that you can hit.
1: No, I have four. I have no time to eat breakfast, uh a superhero fight through a building um throwing an object, and then off screen you hear a funny sound effect like a cat meowing or glass breaking, yeah, and then an actor playing themselves
0: and. Okay, yeah, I, I have a ways to go. So, we'll see here. But I do have no time to eat breakfast, character gets hit through a building, actor who appears as themselves, so I have those three. I'm still waiting on death by electrocution, vehicle in peril, courtroom scene, magic book, didn't realize my own strength, and detective who makes the case personal. Ooh.
1: Those are all we'll good see. ones. Like I think you they made good, good choices. Creating your bingo sheet has not paid off.
0: Has not paid off, indeed. Okay, well, that's our bingo update. We like to play bingo mm. here uh, on the review show with all sorts of entertainment tropes. Different stuff you might see in movies and books and comics and all sorts of stuff. So that's, that's our update for bingo this week. Melissa, let's get into recommendations. Oh, yeah. If, if people enjoyed brand new cherry flavor, what else might they like?
1: Um. Uh, if you like this, you may also want to see Catherine Keener in the movie Being John Malkovich, which is full on weird, just so excessively weird. They, they made so many choices to have so few things be normal. I really admire it. And that's also, well, you know, the plot of the movie is a man goes to work in a very small office and he finds a door behind a file cabinet, a little, little wooden door. And he goes through the door into a tunnel. When he gets to the end of the tunnel, he realizes he is looking through the eyes of respected actor John Malkovich and him and his co-worker he's a crush on. That's Catherine Keener. They start uh, charging people to, like, go and spend 15 minutes inside John Malkovich. And then it becomes a, a, a power play, a fight over who, who can truly be Malkovich. Can you take mm-hmm. over Malkovich? And then it's, yeah, it's about possessing people, taking them over, assuming their identities. It's about art, about artistic integrity. It's about a lot of stuff. Okay. And then I would definitely recommend uh, something we covered last year. I'm looking up the episode number. Last year on episode uh, 128, we watched a movie called The Love Witch. Yes,
0: good recommendation. Uh,
1: This is a 2016 film by filmmaker Anna Biller, and she wrote it, directed it, I think did all the music, did all the costumes, did all the set design. It's a beautiful, like, incredibly detailed, like. Handcrafted movie, and she did all of this on her own. It's amazing. Um, so, if you want another like self-reliant female filmmaker, you've got that. But also, the narrative of the movie itself is um, uh, this witch named Elaine has had uh, a bad luck with men, and she goes to a new town trying to start over, and she falls for several guys there, but she'll fall for a guy, and then he'll disappoint her, and she's like, well. I just I just have to get rid of him. If he, if he doesn't love me anymore, I can't live with that. I have to kill him with witch magic. <laughs> and it's about her. Oh, just her trying to it's, overcome a bad past with men and this perpetual c- cycle continuing of just to bad choices and bad treatment. and oh, but That it's, movie it's, is a it, this wild is a,
0: ride, though.
1: I dig like, it a lot. It's,
0: same energy as 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 this it goes places i'm just like what is happening here
1: i don't know if i necessarily call it campy but it is styled after um like brightly like technic, yeah like technicolor like thrillers of like the 60s and 70s it looks just like that when i first saw like clips of this movie i didn't know when it was from um yeah it's it's yeah. very heightened it's very stylized and this is a movie that i think is more fun it's not overtly a comedy but it does have like a little bit more like whimsy and like i don't know it's, it's, it's having a little bit more fun with what it's doing i think yeah. i i like the love witch a lot i recommend that for sure
0: The love which was good that's a good one mm-hmm. good one indeed um so I, I I think if I I mentioned at the start that like I was maybe a little more interested in the like toned down weirdness at first, um, so if if you enjoyed this but maybe don't want it as wild and crazy, I would suggest the c- classic Twin Peaks. Uh, I, I, sure. I I think Twin Peaks is a phenomenal show, especially if you like things that are just weird. Like, why is this? I, what? Why? Why does the log lady exist? Why? Why? Do, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? The whole why is that gum
1: likes going to come back in style?
0: Right? Like, I just there's so many strange things that happen in Twin Peaks that I think it's a good show, whether you like horror or you like crime dramas or just stuff that's a little bit offbeat, right? Yeah. Um, but it is a lot more subdued than this show. Um, if you like Twin Peaks, I would also want to recommend Atlanta. Uh, admittedly, not oh. a horror show. Yeah. Um, but is is a it. Donald Glover described it as the twin peaks of hip hop. Um okay. But it is it god that show is uh, wild at times. It, there's just certain things that it's just ban- b- bananas. Like you just you wouldn't believe that it is happening in this show, but it is also this very calm, subdued look where it 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 feels like you're sitting there like high and just wondering, like, why are all these weird things happening? And then just yeah. being like, huh, OK. And they're just like just accepting it as like, well, I guess that's just what happens. Um, but yeah, I, I would highly recommend that show, too. It is It is so good. It is so good. OK. Um, so, yeah, that is one to check out as well.
1: Nice. I've heard I've heard that that show is good, but I have not heard that it is weird. (laughs) I I appreciate knowing that
0: there's so they in like immediately, I think it's episode one. There's a scene where Donald Glover gets on the bus and there's a guy that is sitting next to him uh, that like wants him to eat his Nutella sandwich. And he is (laughs) the the like he is the log lady equ- equivalent where he, he just like who is this guy like why why is he doing all of this weird stuff is this guy god like somehow some way ah, melissa has ah, uh told me to hold on a sec as she kills no, some bug or I, insect or i something killed a sp- that's on I, wall.
1: i had to kill a spider it was, it was no, on my like wall it was big here. i don't- <laughs> I think I would have tried to trap it and take it outside where it lives. Uh, but, you know, in the heat of the moment, death may be near.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. The, the the Atlanta is absolutely bizarre. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it indeed. But that's all I got for recommendations right now. Okay. So that means it is time for pitches melissa it is your turn to do the pitches my turn what do you got for me
1: okay so our first uh week of spooky tober we watched lake mungo which is a movie i appreciated it's interesting i'm glad i watched it but boy was it somber it's it, it is a heavy it's a movie. Downer. right and then i was hoping for like a little bit of a pick-me-up with brand new cherry flavor and it did have things that i that i enjoyed but it was not as light as I was hoping for so I went for all like sure bets fun, Kyle, the theme this week is fun,
0: fun spooks
1: fun I need them, it's my birthday this week too so I'm like, I'm picking all like treats for myself, I got two like classic favorite movies of mine, I got them both on physical media here, I will hold them up to show you, and then it's one movie I've never seen before even though I know it's like right down my alley i would love it i just haven't gotten around to it yet and maybe this is the week Uh, so pitch number one uh in a meeting of spooktober and shame timber i've never seen what we do in the shadows okay this is a 2014 film described as viago deacon and vladislav are vampires who are finding that modern life has them struggling with the mundane like, paying rent, keeping up with the chore wheel, trying to get into nightclubs, and overcoming flatmate conflicts. Uh, I love vampires. I love improv. I think this is a movie that's, like, has a lot of improv in it. It's uh, just sort of loose and, and sketchy and, and quirky. And, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about this movie. It's a TV show now that's been running for a couple seasons. <laughs> so it's about good time about that I get show started. Too. Yeah. Yeah, this could be the time. All right, so that's pitch number one. Pitch number two is uh, a, another favorite of mine. I And it's a movie I reference a lot, so I figure it's about time maybe we cover it on the show. Clue! Kyle, no. who did it? What was their weapon? In what room did they do it? <laughs> the mystery of Clue. You know, Clue, it's based on the board game. It's about six people with color-coded names that go to a mysterious mansion. Well, I guess the mansion's not super mysterious, but a guy there dies, and that's the mystery. Who killed Mr. Body? And they have to, you know, find what room in this, like, in this mansion has it. And, like, there's secret doors. You know, there's a hallway that leads to somewhere so somebody can, like, sneak around and get out there when nobody's looking. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a stellar cast. It's a great bottle movie that's just like seven people in it. Clue is a delight. And we, my DVD is, well, of course, all versions should be this. This movie was released in the theaters in the 80s. Um, I don't know what year. 1985. It was released in 1985 to theaters with three separate endings of possible culprits. So yeah. you could go to the theater one weekend and, and your friend could go the next night and you would have completely different experiences at the end of the that's film. That's awesome. So that's awesome. We can talk about all three, compare and contrast the various endings. Who's the true killer?
2: In then pitch three. number
1: three, I thought about a lot of different things. Like, oh, should I go for uh, another thing I haven't seen before? Should I go for something that like, I, I only saw once and I need to take a closer look at and then I realized, no, I gotta be true to my heart. I know the name that my heart calls out. It calls it out three times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice.
2: There we go. Holding
1: hold it up hold. here. Beetlejuice, Blu-ray with one of the finest movie posters ever designed. You know, Beetlejuice, it's about a Michael Keaton who wears a stripy suit and he lives inside a tiny... Tiny landscape that, that Alec Baldwin built in his attic after him and his wife Gina Davis die, and they they're stuck in the attic yeah. until Catherine O'Hara and her family move in and redecorate the house.
0: It's a good one. It's a c- c- classic for sure.
1: Right. I I thought I'd go for like two like established classics, and I think what we do in the shadows is it's gotten in that echelon. It's so well regarded. So I wanted all like sure bets. Of laughter and fun is a treat for me kyle what Absolutely. treat do you choose
0: treat that i choose is beetlejuice i think okay uh, beetlejuice would be a good one for us to cover on the show i have seen it before but it's been years since i've actually really? watched really yeah um so yeah i i i am excited to get to dive back into that film and see what is up and just have a good good time because i i remember this this just being fun like it was just it was a good fun good fun film
1: this is a movie i've seen so many times because i feel like it's always on like free form around halloween for like i think six solid weeks any night you turn the tv on you can find
0: beetlejuice yeah and one of my favorite Jokes in any TV show revolves around Beetle Oh, oh, yeah. I am a huge fan of the show Community, Uh and they did this long con this, this 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 long joke <laughs> oh, where con. for like the first like three seasons they they made one reference to beetlejuice uh in, in like each se- 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 season and then in that third se- 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 season when they mention him if you look there's a character that walks by in the back g- 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 around in a beetlejuice co- costume so it took three seasons for that a payoff when it did he's just like it's blurry he's in the background but if you pause it at the right time you're like there he is <laughs> i see him <laughs> it's good you've <laughs> summoned him yeah exactly exactly so I'm, I'm i'm happy that someone like 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 planned that out or or, or caught it and was like guys We've said his name twice on the show so far. We only need once more. And what if we just say and have him just walk by in, in, in the back? Right. And it was phenomenal. Way so. easier to do <laughs>
1: than with Candyman. You have to say his name five times. <laughs>
0: oh, God. It's way too many. I'd get distracted. <laughs> um, yeah. Next week. Let's watch Beetlejuice. That'll be Classic. Fun.
1: You know, I, yeah. I tried to find more obscure things and I'm like, why, why deny it? You know, <laughs> it's, it's so. good
0: to get a mix, right? Like we've gotten like yeah. Mungo, which is a foreign film. We've gotten a new show, which is maybe lesser known, right? Let's do a classic. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, yeah. I don't know. We'll do the week. I, I think the week after that, I have a bunch of comics and stuff like that. Comics. So. There you go. There you go. Indeed. Uh, So, yeah, that's what we will be up to this next week. Watching Beetlejuice. You guys should watch along. Uh, And I guess we will see you all then. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Uh, we just uh, put out a, an episode for for the month of October, the month of Spooks, where we're talking about the PBS show Ghost Rider, about a little orb of light that like uh, gives kids clues to solving like real low stakes mysteries, and you know, like it's an or- you know your classic orb of light that like pulls out letters and rearranges them into a message for kid sleuths. There you go. Uh, yeah. And we talk about the the truly haunting saga of Gooey Gus. If you know, you know. <laughs>
0: we showed him last week when you mentioned (laughs) show him He's, uh, he's uh he's definitely gooey or something uh but but yeah so there's that you guys can find me at yo kyle springer on twitter and if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the whatnots We are at The Whatnots on Twitter, so please go like, share, subscribe, no matter what flavor you might be. That would help us out a ton uh, to spread the the word. And uh, I guess we will see you all next week for Beetlejuice. Until then, bye. Bye.